Amazing. It's absolutely amazing. But under the right circumstances, a producer could make more money with a flop than he could with a hit. Hmm. Yes, it's quite possible. Welcome to the NFC Least Show, the only show keeping the NFC East honest. Williams, how you doing, man? Doing all right. I've got nothing else. <laughs> and that is it for this week's <laughs> NFC Lead Show. Thank Thanks, you for everyone. listening. <laughs> no, we got we got a lot to talk about. I need to eat crow. I think we both need to eat crow of, about the Washington football team as well at some point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but first, let's. I'll I'll eat my singular crow plate. I should have saw this coming. I should have. I should have not been such. A, I I don't regret crossing the Eagles off. Um, I, I stand by that, but did I cross the Eagles off. No, you did not. No, okay. you did not. Damn. I'm, yeah. I'm so good at this. <laughs> there's no way. There's no way they're making. No, the I mean, there's not. there's not, <laughs> but a very, a very convincing 44 to six win against the lions. That honestly, I should have let logic, uh, prevail over my bitterness last week and saw this one coming. Cause Really, the Lions are a terrible football team, and and I think really, it was fool's gold their competitiveness against the Rams. It was probably their Super Bowl, and they still lost pretty 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 heartbreakingly. And there was just no fight and no spirit in this team at home against the Eagles, and they literally ran the ball down their throat for three hours to a forty four to six win. It was incredible to watch as a fan. <laughs> Yeah, pour one out to all the Detroit Lions fans out there. Uh, you really have my my unvarnished sympathy at this point in time. Man, is it rough right now for you all. Uh, and I think Miles Sanders is the problem for the Eagles. Yeah. That's the logical. <laughs> that's like the puzzle piece that clearly just needed to fall into place was something bad happening to Miles Sanders. And suddenly they look great. This pod has has I mean really I've been uh, um, rallying against fans that were calling for the Eagles to run the ball. Um, running the ball is what worked. I don't think this proves the run the ball heads right at all. I think that what happened was was a Lions team that had no interest in generating any push up front. Um, just started getting manhandled by like half starters, half backups, Eagles offensive line. And then Sirianni saw it was working and just kept doing it. <laughs> and it's like, it's such a basic elementary play calling decision to make. I don't yeah. think those opportunities were there in previous weeks. I also don't think they'll be there in weeks after this. I just think the lions gave them permission to run the ball the way they did. And the Eagles just took advantage of it and ran the score up. Yeah, as we've discussed, running the ball is kind of one of those self-fulfilling things. It looks great when you're doing it and you're already in the lead, and you're not doing it when you're behind, so you fans develop a kind of Pavlovian response to the whole idea of running the football. Um, I still like it just because I think it's – I really think the game at its core should be like 50-50, you know, run, pass. Um, it's not that right – I mean, I mean like – the rules should be strict enough in the passing game 
to make that happen. Not that coaches right now should try to run 50% of the time. But definitely, you know, if the, what I love about this right now is that if you are a big run guy out there, you're feeling great. You're feeling so validated and seen right now. You're probably firing up Madden, just firing off 45 <laughs> straight halfback draws. Really a big win for Philly Sports Radio this week. You know, a huge, so. <laughs> a huge win. Just an unvarnished, like, like just a, a, a total success. So, yeah, it was, it was that smash mouth defense and run the ball every play that, that Philly sports callers want to see um, for four straight quarters. And, you know, like, who knows? I mean, this, this Eagles team has been chaotic and have, have been slightly different teams every week this, this year. Maybe this is something that shows, a little something of what they'll they'll ultimately round into. I do give Sirianni credit for not like egotistically trying to get back to what wasn't working in previous weeks and sticking with what was working, which was the run game. Um, but ultimately what still gives me pause about this team is like, I don't expect the running game to work this well against many other teams, if any, and even today, when the running game was working so well, the passing game still looked like it had looked in every week prior. And I think you need both to be a successful offense in this league because not every team's going to let you run like that. And the Eagles are still beating themselves in the passing game. Jalen Hurts still doesn't look that accurate. Um, receivers are dropping balls. Dallas Goddard feels like the only viable receiving option in this offense right now. It's it's not good beyond what we saw this week. Yeah, the the worst thing you can do this week as an Eagles fan is take too much away from this game. Yeah, you know, kind of like how I was with the Panthers when the Giants yeah. two weeks ago. It was fun. It was great to see. Treat it like the statistical abnormality that it is, and expects a return to normal next week speaking of which let's talk a bit about next week eagles chargers um what are you thinking uh i, I kind of just nothing. like i like <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh i like the chargers <laughs> i like the chargers in general so i do like i do like san diego here um it's a home game for the eagles yeah, you know, I there's there's reason. This is a tough. This this is a true coin flip for me. I hadn't made up my mind before coming on here. I think I'm gonna go Eagles. Wow! Just because of a pure you, momentum. You haven't situation. you haven't crossed them off yet. You you want to? There nothing would give you more joy than if the Eagles backdoor wild card or some shit. Well, I cross them off. In a week, <laughs> I would not. I would not be happy about that. Let me be very clear. I would be pretty upset about that if that were to happen. Um, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna cross them off for the same reason. I mean, first of all, they won. So unlike the Giants, who I did cross off after a win, this is a different situation. Uh, if if Dak is out for a prolonged period of time, he didn't play last week. It's the same mm. reason I gave. The Cowboys are the only credible threat to win the division, but if something catastrophic were to happen to the Cowboys, you have to have another team in contention. So, and and right now that team 
has to be Philadelphia, yeah. I think, because Washington, God bless them down there. Uh, those pitiful, just rubes that they are. It's embarrassing what they do to themselves. They're not in a good place. So we'll come to them when we come to them. But I gotta, you got to keep the Eagles in it and kind of with that mentality in mind, I'm going to pick them to beat San Diego. Uh, in in a really ugly seventeen to sixteen, just mess of a game. Los Angeles. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why are there two? Why are there any teams in Los Angeles? I liked it before. <laughs> I don't get I why. Uh, yeah. I. This really is a coin flip. Out out of conference game at home weird weird chargers team that like yeah should be better than their record suggests are having some issues right now just getting on the same page coaching and players right now they have the roster it's just very odd they aren't better (laughs) um you also got a weird connection like some uh vestigial chargers talent on the eagles coaching staff sirianni was coached there two or three years ago steichen offense coordinator last year that could give the eagles some game planning advantage um especially steichen knowing what herbert likes to do pretty intimately um i don't know i just sort of feel like this this gives me faith that like probably the eagles won't get blown out like they have been getting blown out in previous weeks going forward. This is probably like the get right mental health victory for the process Eagles, as I've been calling them that they needed to. Yeah. (laughs) They needed to at least be competitive for the rest of the year. And like I said, like this is a team still trying to find its identity, still trying to find itself. Um, I I think the chargers give the Eagles more, way more problems than the lions did that the Eagles just won't have answers for you know yeah but i also think it'll be closer than maybe i would have said it this game would have been if you asked me two weeks ago to pick it right so maybe i'm saying chargers 24 eagles 17 all right i like it on the same page again all right let's get to your giants let's just let's just get our yeah our uh our uh baggage out first and then we'll get into the rest of the division weird game giants were in it mahomes pretty bad <laughs> i don't yeah I, I don't know uh, i don't know what's uh, going on i guess a few things that's worth talking about for uh fans of the pod evan ingram survives the trade deadline and survives it down <laughs> No drops in this game, I don't think either. No, is he winning your yeah. heart back? <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> it would take so much. It would take. I think he'd have to like rescue my family from a burning building. <laughs> uh, um, just one, one of the family members wouldn't do it. Like he needs to get all of them out. <laughs> I think one thing we're talking about beyond the game, and I mean, we can get into the game if you want to, but. The one really ridiculous thing in there was the Elijah Penny taunting call. Yeah. 
This whole like yeah. taunting thing this this it's it's really starting to annoy me. Like I, I, I wanted to talk about this too. I don't think anybody likes it. Is the thing. Like sometimes, I, like it's like who's it for? With this one in particular, right? Like I get, I get maybe taunting in like a you know a player gets up and immediately gets into someone's like directly someone's face and starts like intimidating or like butting heads or something like that. Like that feels like a bookable offense, right? But just like getting up and kind of like pounding your own chest and then there happens to be a defender walking past your field of view while you're doing that like how it it feels like an injustice and it's like you want players to be juiced you want them to be energized you want them to feel good about the thing they just did they just like hauled ass 15 yards down the field and put their body on the line and got a big play for their team like get up and like feel good and like give yourself a little dopamine hit to like you know get you through the rest of this drive you know what I mean? It's kind of ridiculous yeah. that the league is like punishing that. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I just find the whole I think you should kind of be allowed to do or say anything as long as you're not like literally fighting people. I think trash talk is part of it. It's it's just this weird hypocrisy that I don't get where the league is like we will like celebrate these badass moments. Like when DK Metcalf, like just like totally bullies somebody, you yeah. better believe that's going to be on every like NFL highlight for like, you know, the next 10 years. But if some guy like just like yells at another guy after a play, that's 15 yards. Um, it's just, it's first of all, the, the cruel irony of this is this rule was largely advanced as far as I know, by Giants owner John Mara, uh, who might be the, I don't know, most dead-eyed owner in in New York sports right now, which is saying a lot. Um, but it's just not I, – I, I, once again, I ask, like, who, who wants this? Are there people in, like, the Midwest who are like, I don't want any – I want them to act like they're in tuxedos the whole game? Because I don't think so. I'm pretty sure that everybody who likes football – likes the energy aspect of it to your point the idea that players are having fun it's entertainment it just doesn't i i just don't know why they're doing this like the one thing for me as an eagles fan is like 2017 the super bowl year the one thing that was super fun the entire year was like that was the one year the nfl experimented with like choreographed touchdown celebrations were like allowed and i don't know how this reverse course happened over the past it's, three years to where like now that's not banned and you can't just like get up and like bark a little after like a, you know what I mean? Like it's ridiculous. And like, it's, it almost makes it feel like 2017 in general was like a fever dream that like for me, where it's just like the NFL, was fun. <laughs> the NFL was fun. <laughs> Carson Wentz was MVP level and the Eagles won a Super Bowl. And now it's like, it's almost as if like we all just agreed, Hey Sean, like we'll all just, pretend like this actually happened and yeah. <laughs> for your sanity we'll just we'll just truman show you yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know but it's like but like and beyond like the eagles and carson wentz part of it right it's just what happened to that like that was fun for every other team too like why did the league get away from it i really think there's was something it mara, here was it mara watching the eagles celebrate 
in the Meadowlands. He was like, this it probably was. It probably <laughs> was. I was about to say, I think you're, I think you're spot on. It's these old owners getting their feelings hurt for one reason or another. And also, I do believe we talk about this a lot with the Snyder stuff, but like, I do believe that owners to some extent feel like they own the players or control their actions. When yeah. an owner sees something that's like, oh my God, that's so you wouldn't do that at a cocktail party. Now, would you, Elijah Penny? And then it becomes like, well, we can't, we just can't allow that sort of thing on our, on our football fields. You know, it's just, I, I do think that's, that's an insidious part of it is these people who just need to control every little aspect of the game because they can't actually be down there playing it. I think there's a lot of validity to that. And it, 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 it is like, like who else? Like, what is the league afraid of? You know what I mean? By by banning this behavior. You know what I mean? Because clearly fans want it and players want it, right? So then what's like the negative outcome that they're trying to avoid, right? One, you can make an argument for player safety, but there ha- I've never seen a fight break out in the NFL in a minute, you know? And even when there is, it usually gets break broken up pretty yeah. quick before like... When has like, anybody like actually gotten hurt in a fight? Yeah, you're more likely... I mean... <laughs> You're wearing shoulder pads and like a like the most like secure pressurized helmet right. that like invented. A medieval gonna... knight would have been very <laughs> jealous of the equipment you have. <laughs> like uh, you're more likely to get a concussion playing the sport than you are like taking a right hook from Elijah Penny. Like, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. No disrespect, Elijah. I'm sure yeah. you packed quite a punch, but. I, right. I don't think the sonic boom of Elijah's roar and chest pounding does permanent damage. Literally, Miles Garrett smoked that dude with his own helmet yeah. and, the, and the guy was fine. Yeah. Like it's it's really not. I, no that one's was ever insane. Gotten, I completely forgot about that until you cited right. that. Right. That's like the that worst. Was- that's like that's like the worst fight ever. And uh, what's his? I, I, I want to say. Mason Rudolph, what is his oh, name? Oh yeah, the, the the Steelers quarterback. Yeah, I think it's it was like Mason every Rudolph. generic white yeah, yeah, name yeah. combined, <laughs> and I'm doubting myself. <laughs> um, he got clocked, and he was literally like totally fine. Like he was still conscious and like yelling at Miles Garrett and like <laughs> in it. Um, I just don't think it's that big of like a, you know. I, I I can't remember the last time somebody got seriously hurt in a fight. I don't know if it's ever really. And also happened. that like that fight didn't break out as a result of a taunt either. No. You know, like what is when have you ever seen like a taunt bait someone right. into something? Inappropriately actually... flagged. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, like it's ridiculous. I saw that and I was like, I mean, hey, Giants probably would have lost the game anyway, but yeah. <laughs> <it's> still- yeah. <laughs> Is there anything you want to say about this game? There's really nothing more I can add. It just feels like same old Giants. Standard. Like some flashes, very boilerplate. Yeah, <laughs> some flashes on offense. I mean, it, it was it was fun to see the Giants' defense kind of yeah. cause Mahomes. The defense is. Yeah, they're putting it together. Patrick Graham, I think, deserves credit again. He was getting excoriated at the beginning of this year for how bad the defense looked, but again, midseason rolls around and you can just see the scheme start to work. Yeah. Obviously, Mahomes don't look great, but I do think the Giants' defense is getting better on a week by week basis. If you want a uh, fantasy or gambling insight from this podcast, I would say bet if you're betting the lines, bet against the Giants. But if you're trying to like stream defenses or like yeah, strategize against, against what offensive bad offenses, you play like against it, yeah, like yeah. the Giants' defense 
is a difference maker in fantasy, I think, on both ends. I would not want to start anyone against the Giants defense. And if you're yeah. trying to stream a defense uh, against a bad offense, especially, they'll get some turnovers, generate some sacks, and generally keep the points below 17 to 14. Right. I, I agree. Like, like if you... And that's almost a lock, I would say, for the rest of the year, too. Like, they're right. not getting worse unless someone... Gets Again, especially against... They still have to play the Eagles twice and Washington once. Like, there's room here to, like, rack up some fantasy defensive points, you would, you yeah. would imagine. But so. it's the offense, man. I don't get it. Like, it's so weird watching highlights because, like, when you watch just the highlights of a game, the Giants offense looks decent because they string yeah. together like two to three drives that are very impressive, like 10 to 14 plays, like getting the running game going, some interesting stuff in screen passes. Then you realize you only saw the two drives they scored and there must have been like <laughs> a lot of misery. <laughs> other, yeah. A lot of other dead drives, a lot of other three and outs, you know? <laughs> yeah. The O-line injuries are starting to add up for sure. Um, Daniel Jones is still an imperfect quarterback. You know, there's some things he does well and some things he does poorly. So in aggregate, I think that adds up to a lot of it, honestly, is his flashes of brilliance result in these sustained drives or big plays. And then when he doesn't look so good, it's maybe occasionally less catastrophic. He had some terrible throws on Monday, but, you know, just just not good I don't think the play Kong's good. Uh, I don't want need to get into Jason Garrett now, but like, I think the personnel is bad and the play Kong's bad, and the result is one of the worst offenses in the league for what feels like the sixth straight year. Yeah, so it's bleak, man. They've got what's frustrating to watch is like you know I feel like they've got pieces. It's just like they can't put it together, and the play calling is unimaginative for yeah. I think. I think they have pieces, but I also want to like put into context like what a piece is. Like they have they have some players who would start on like playoff teams for sure. Yeah. I don't think they have any players who are like all pro level at yeah, their position. 100%. Yeah. Which is which is what changes games really. And I don't and yeah. I think they have a lot of guys who get time who just shouldn't get time, who would not get time on any playoff team, you know. But it's just it's just crazy to watch, right? I agree with you on the all per, all per distinction. It's why I don't think the Giants, even as constructed, would be uh, anywhere close to like a Super Bowl run this year or anything, right? No. But there is an argument to be made that they probably their ceiling is probably more like that fun, scrappy, energetic, you know, five hundred to slightly above five hundred team, and they're holding themselves back from being that, you know. If you combine the Giants and the Washington football team rosters together, just pick the 53 best, yeah. how good would that team be? That'd be a, a great team. Yeah, I mean, it should be, right? You would yeah. think. I mean, quarterback yeah. would be the one. Daniel, the it's got to be. Mark. I mean, Daniel Jones. I mean, I would, it has to be Daniel Jones. I I'm think, just I think Jones would one. be fine. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what's interesting is like I, I'd imagine you'd probably want to be more of a game manager in that situation. I never see yeah. him in the game, but. You uh, just got to run, man. You just had to run him until yeah. he gets concussed, and then you put in whoever the backup is, Taylor Heineke. <laughs> you put in Taylor Heineke, baby. <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> I want to get into Washington really soon. Yeah, I, I really don't have preview, anything else Let's to preview say. the Raiders game. I feel like the Raiders win, even though, like, man, what a rough week for the Raiders. Really sad, horrifying news with Henry Ruggs. Like, it feels weird 
like even mentioning it as like a dimension of picking the game. But like, I feel yeah. like if the Raiders can survive their head coach being unceremoniously forced out, they can also survive their like wide receiver one that hasn't quite put it together. Uh, being Killing released people. from the team, basically, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just a matter of whether emotionally they can get over it. And I feel like they can, but they've been the best team in the AFC West, a, a division with the Chargers and the Chiefs so far this year. I feel like they do a lot of good things on offense that have nothing to do with rugs. Um, I think they're a, a cut above. It'll probably be a closer game than the Eagles Raiders game was. I don't think Derek Carr is going to come out looking like Joe Montana against this Giants defense, but yeah. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say another 24 to 17 score line for the Raiders. I think this one could get, I think the Raiders are going to be fine. And I think they're going to destroy the Giants 30 to 16. I just think Giants backsliding a little bit, probably a little tired too. No buy yet for them. And just playing on Monday, short week doesn't feel good. So, yep. All right. Washington football team. Here comes the fun part. Uh, lose a game 17 to 10 against the Broncos. Really another, like the only two, the only surprising game this week, I think was the Eagles lions game. Like (laughs) every other game went pretty much exactly how I thought they would go. I did think this game would have been a Washington win against an evenly matched Broncos team, just because I don't want to cross them off yet. I think we both made that decision yeah. last week, but really Correct. it was, it was going to be 17, 10 one way or the other. <laughs> <laughs> it just fell the Broncos way. Uh, but really more of the same for the team. First thing I want to talk about though, let's talk about their kicker. Yeah. Blew it. Amazing. That is a, don't need to. You can't, don't you need can't to, have that name. <laughs> don't need to nail and nail that point home anymore. How is it even possible to start your career one of four with three blocks? Has that ever happened? It's got it. I mean, I don't know if it's happened. My guess would be no. It's a freakish amount of blocks. You see blocks in college a lot just because one team's offensive line is just not big enough or the kicker's not good enough. That you do not. I mean, how how many blocks a year do you even see in the NFL? Like, I feel like this you is, can less than this 10. Is our, this is our, this is the NFC East moment of the year so far. This is this year's Ben DiNucci is, <laughs> <laughs> is Hopkins going down, them needing to promote a practice squad kicker, literally with the last name Blewett, who has, yeah. who goes 25%. In his first two games with three blocks with three blocks at that point if, if you're blue it are you thinking like the these kicks are good they're just getting blocked like do you change anything or are you just like i That's know off, I like understand. off the foot they're fine is it is it like is it is it that he weirdly has like a like a lower right. like trajectory trajectory that's just easy to block or is like washington's field goal blocking unit like awful (laughs) what's going on is it just a freak variance like 
like, the, like, like every confluence. Kicker, every right. kicker gets five blocks in their career and blew it just front loaded it in like yeah, a very right. tragic way <laughs> right like he's formed like that that would be that's the that would be the saddest one to me yeah if this guy blew it is like he's going to bed every night knowing that he's doing everything right like he's like these are fucking fine <laughs> and it's not my fault at all and there's nothing like I, what am i gonna do go kicker goes to the press and says the block kicks aren't his fault like that that's the tragic one and therefore that's the one that i'm most likely to believe but um no i mean something it's it's farcical to your point in a very denucci fashion he's definitely a contender for the denucci this year um i don't know i think uh other contenders have to be i'm gonna have to text myself to remind Danucci. myself, dude, to, to award a Danucci at the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've got some other, I mean, there's, we're not wanting for contenders for, or nominees. No, there's I always guess, one. Yeah, there's at least one. Last year, I mean, Danucci was Danucci. Danucci you know? was Danucci award Twitter. But be really fun. This is going to be something for the offseason one is to posthumously award Danucci's. Posthumously? (laughs) (laughs) We don't know what Ben Danucci's up to right now. We hope he's okay. (laughs) I don't know how else to say it, but like backdating Danucci's. Our our Danucci vigil will be held. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Danucci's before Danucci existed. I guess it'd be. Is there like a pre pre? It's BD before Danucci. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but like if if last year was like Danucci's birth into the NFC East, right? Yeah. Posthumous yeah. would be his now. It would be the posthumous Danucci that he's cut and not on the NFC East team. I get. I still think right? it means he's like but, dead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if like I'm applying you... mortality to being <laughs> in the NFC East. Is there a okay. prehumously? Like is that a word? I don't think so. I don't think because that because that would imply existence before like existing. You know, I just think yeah. whatever the what Latin he is, is, <laughs> I, is I over the idea of Danucci existed before Danucci did. <laughs> right, and his spirit lives on. Yeah, in Blewett. Um, I don't know. We're gonna have to. You're asking me vocab questions, and I worked all day, so it's hard. <laughs> Oh, uh, before we get too far away from it, one thing I didn't mention during the Eagles side, speaking of ghosts of NFC East past, when Gardner Minshew came in uh, for the garbage time snaps, huge Koi Detmer energy coming off of Gardner Minshew. Yeah. Just like skinny, ill-fitting, like pads bigger than, than the dude, like weird, like airy sleeves, like even his He's face gone. in the Eagles helmet kind of looks like Koi Detmer. <laughs> it was insane. Right. I, I felt back at home. Corey Detmer was my hero when I was a kid. <laughs> I, you have said this many times. It never ceases to amaze me. <laughs> I think the other thing is like because of that look, he's going to be in this league a long time. Like yeah. executives are going to look at him and be like, I don't know what it is, but I want him as my backup quarterback. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think it's because – It's like, an aura. It's backup quarterback aura. Yeah. I mean it's it's just – it's 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 basically just like average white guys can imagine themselves in that position. It's the, it's the physique. <laughs> just we're all self-inserting as Gardner. Yeah, Minshew exactly. Because like, like 
if I wore shoulder pads, I would roughly look like Gardner Minshew in those shoulder pads. You know what I mean? I think if we met Gardner Minshew in person, we'd be taken aback by how big he is. You know? I don't think he's that big. I, I'm, I'm Googling his stats I mean, right is now. Is he like 5'11", 6 foot? Maybe like 180? I, I feel like – I mean, do I do I take the his stats with a grain, grain of salt? But it claims he's 6'1", 225. So wow. let's put him. Let's put him at. I'll say five eleven two ten, two o five. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think he'd look pretty. I think he wouldn't look like insane, but I think he'd look pretty big. I think if you put you or I in pads at an NFL level, it would look rough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's still a degree of. No, you're right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's 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 a scale. It's a sliding yeah. scale. It's not like, I mean, you know, it's not like I'm looking at, like, Aaron Rodgers is clearly in a, a different level of physique than I am. Like, I can't imagine myself <laughs> as Aaron Rodgers, right. you know? In the standard deviation of physiques, Gardner Minshew does not have an abnormal one. Exactly. I understand. All right. Let's, uh, now that we have the stage set of, of really the most insane thing that happened in the Washington game, let's do a heat check on how the Washington subreddit is doing. Um, last week, we, we did a little dive into Heineke mania. Um, yep. This week, let's just see how things are going. Uh, top, I just sorted by top of this week, so everything dating back to seven days ago. Top post, something we can all agree on, and it's the muscle-armed... Uh, you know, grabbing meme with two sides, you know? Yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's a uh, fuck Dan Snyder is the middle one <laughs> and Washington football team fans is one arm and literally the entire NFL is the <laughs> other arm. So good meme, but also just, I want to, I want to, I wanted to verbally describe it. So it sets a pattern of yeah. really where the psyche of the Washington fan base is right now. <laughs> Because okay. uh, the next two are two more memes directly related to Dustin Hopkins of v- viewing <laughs> Blewett's <laughs> performance out on the field. One is a meme <laughs> of Jim from the office staring at him through the blinds, and it says <laughs> Dustin Hopkins right now. And the second <laughs> is Dennis from It's Always Sunny saying Dustin Hopkins right now. And it's Dennis saying, you dumb bitch, dude, in traffic. <laughs> so to uh, already the top two posts directly related to just how bad their kicker is. Fourth post, should the NFL rid itself of Daniel Snyder? <laughs> so right now. We're getting, yeah, we're getting 50, into the text-based 50, thought 50, piece. 50-50, yeah. 50-50, Dan Snyder hate, Ed Blewett hate. Yeah. <laughs> This is all lining up for sure. Fifth post. Who the hell thought a guy that was 69% kicker in college that hasn't played for five years would be a legit option of kicker? <laughs> this is kind of like a Dan Snyder and Blewett post, I would say. This is the best one from like a pure artistry perspective. It covers all the bases. Because it blames Blewett, but it also recognizes the structural failures that allowed Blewett to exist in the first place. And you know, hold on. That is, that's it for this week. That's all I want to read. Okay. This top five, 
everything is related to either Dan Snyder or Blewett. A lot of anger, a lot of resentment. They're not very happy about it either. Oh, there is one other post I wanted to read a little bit further down. This is, this is now the eighth top post on the subreddit. Anybody else just done with the NFL for a bit after tonight? <laughs> yeah. This is a very Giants fan 2019 <laughs> post. I might have written this post. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, man. pretty incredible the the four-week arc Washington fans have been on from erecting statues of Taylor Heideke after one post-game interview to anyone else just want to stop watching football for a little bit. <laughs> It's tough, man. You know, I can't blame them because I'm crossing off Washington. Wow. You have to. I mean, I mean, you don't have to once again for the aforementioned Dallas stuff, but I think the vibes are so bad. It's it's irredeemable. They've frankly played like a lot of easy games. You know, Denver's not a very good team. They're fine, but they're not good. And uh, I just got to... Can you picture them beating Dallas? How can you picture them beating Philly like at this point or doing better than splitting the Philly games? It just seems like they're the worst team in the division. I would say they'd probably split though. I don't think I don't think they'd sweep Philly at this point. And I Um, mean they kind of have to because they're however many games, four and a half games out of first, and Dallas is not slowing down. Uh yeah, the vibes are bad. Another post that I thought was pretty funny was uh Someone quote tweeted a quote from Ron Rivera in his press conference this week saying it takes three to five years to change a culture. Futility doesn't change overnight. And quote tweeted it with a quote from him last year saying, I don't, I told him I didn't want to go through a five year rebuilding process. I just don't have the patience. And from what I've read, neither does he. So we understand that. So immediate one year later hedging on his (laughs) (laughs) ability to change Washington. Dan Snyder's literally crushing Ron Rivera's soul on a daily basis. It reminds me a little bit of the post Archie three year. Yeah. Just oh, like that was another post that I saw that I thought was very funny and just uh, um, a sign of the resignation. Archie uh, three is not a bad color analyst. Wow. <laughs> it's the title of the post. <laughs> just that's off season content right there. Yeah, it's, it's pure off season content. It's so, also really, really, really awful that like their franchise quarterback of less than a decade ago, like who in the best case scenario, probably at the time they were imagining still playing absolutely. in 2021. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Is he's gotta be only like 31 or 32 years old, right? Yeah. Now. Yeah. Really dire stuff. Um, I, you know what? I'm going to cross them off too. There I didn't we go. think about it before. We've right. laid out a great case. And really, I just, I just, I just want the narrative for the rest of the year to be like, when will Sean Williams cross off the Eagles? Right. <laughs> I'm going to cling <laughs> for dear life. It's going to be, it's going to be a long time. There's like, a chance. I, I, I won't tell you. There's a scenario in my head where I will cross them off and it won't be what you're expecting. But we'll cross that bridge if and when we get to it. All right. Uh, Cowboys Vikings. Uh, The only thing I have to say, Cooper Rush is better than Taylor Heineke. It's the only thing I have to say about this game. Okay. Uh, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. 
I don't know. Do you do you think people would disagree? Yeah, I think Washington fans would, but they'd be wrong. <laughs> like, when are I, they going to turn on him? Are I they saw, starting to turn on I him? I saw. Here, here's why I say that. Um, Cooper Rush was not terribly accurate the entire game, but none of his balls skied his receivers by <laughs> five yards. And it he does did happen. Enough, he did enough to win a game. Which Heineke I don't think Taylor is the weird. Yeah, Heineke is the weird combo where it's like he's both not good and uh, sorry, I just totally lost my train of thought. He's he's both a backup quarterback. <laughs> he's both he's both not good <laughs> and and that's Period. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's 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 a backup quarterback with like a high possibility of disaster, but a low possibility of like success. Like he's not a yeah. gunslinger. He just yeah. has the negative traits of a gunslinger with the, like the gaining traits of a game manager. Yeah. That's the only thing I really like Cooper rush, really not a great performance, but good enough to win. The rest of the Cowboys is good enough to beat uh, the Vikings doesn't move the needle for me either way about the Cowboys. I'm jury's out on them until the divisional round of the playoffs, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> um, yep. Or some other late season game that simulates the divisional round of the playoffs for them. Um, I think they, pre- I think they beat the Broncos next week, something like 31 to 17 and they keep rolling, especially with Dak back. Um, as it seems like he's projected to do. Not really much else uh, to say about the Cowboys, in my opinion. Tony Pollard, still running back one. <laughs> yep. He's the guy. Yeah. Yeah, until things really change, you know, we'll see. We'll monitor the Dak injury. But what is there to say? They're they're still good. They're doing what good teams do, which is overcome obstacles. Yeah. Uh, I would still be, if I were a Cowboys fan, anxious about that Paper Tiger situation grows every week the tiger gets a little larger but you know <laughs> who if you're a cowboys fan you're just brushing does that off pay, you think that's you get, think that's me being bitter and it's not but you know i understand why you'd feel that way does the tiger get bigger or does the paper become more brittle in this scenario like is it because i feel like a large paper tiger is still harder it's still a hard thing to, to break you this know? is a good philosophical question <laughs> i've not contemplated <laughs> Need to go back. Look, look back at my thesis papers and paper tigerism. <laughs> See what we've got. We did study paper tigers. <laughs> I do consider myself an expert. Yeah. <laughs> after the steel, after nailing the Steelers paper tiger last year, uh, and I, I do want to flag my Super Bowl pick last year around this time was the Arizona Cardinals, <laughs> who were not a paper tiger because they weren't good enough. Yeah. But this year they just avoided Paper Tiger a little bit by losing to the Packers. Yeah. On Thursday night football. Critical, very, very good loss for Arizona. I would feel great about it if I were them. So <laughs> I love this logic of like seven Celebrate. and teams need to find like one loss in like the yeah. middle of the calendar to be legit. <laughs> I mean, preferably more than one. More than yeah. one. If you're going into the playoffs at 15 and one or better, you know, 15 and two, 
I'm very skeptical. I just don't think you've lost enough to learn your lessons. Yeah. Um, very rarely, even though the teams make the Super Bowl, do they win, it feels like. That's what I'm saying. You know? Uh, even even the uh, even Tampa Bay last year got off to a little bit of a rocky start and found themselves. They had a lot of bumps in the road. What was their yeah. record in the regular season? It wasn't that good. It, it, it ended up being pretty good, but it was very rocky starting out. I'm going to look up their record. They went on a bit of a winning streak in like the middle of the season. Right, which is what which is what a, a real team does, a real contender. Yeah. Gets gets better as the year goes along. Yeah, they were eleven and five. You know? Yeah. That's a perfect record. Couldn't ask for a better record to me. Twelve and four was, is still fine. Look at their wins and losses though. Wasn't it like most of that five came within like the first seven to eight weeks too? Uh, I'm trying to go back. Give me one second. Yeah, let's see here. One, two. Yeah, they had all their losses out of the way by week twelve. They were they had yeah. lost three out of four by and then from their bye week on, they never lost again. Their bye week was week thirteen, and they just ran the table. Picture perfect, Anthony. And week week right nine. Now. This this is the cherry on top to me, like the piece de resistance. The week nine was the beatdown by New Orleans 38 to 3. Yeah. That was just yeah, like a yeah. total dismantling. Week 9, right in the middle of the season. Like that's yeah. art right there. You can't do better than that. <laughs> yeah. Tom Brady holds the pen, truly. Yeah. He knows he knows <laughs> what he's doing. He learned from the 18 and 0 year. Yeah. All right. Take around the league. You got one? I I had a really good one and I can't remember it. I'm sorry. All right, I'm uh, I'm gonna go. Maybe give you a chance to remember yeah, it. But, yeah, but uh, mine is a. Oh, did we? Did you give a score for the Cowboys Broncos? Do you want to give one? You're thinking the Cowboys. Um, I, th- I actually think we'll be close. Like yeah. like quite close. I think twenty seven twenty four Cowboys. Let's go with that. All right, take around the league. Stop circling wide receivers on Twitter posts. <laughs> <laughs> Stop doing on, it on Twitter, not on like the TV broadcast where they yeah, also do yeah, that yeah, before. Yeah, a play. yeah. I, I mean, specifically, uh, I mean, I I trust analysts on TV a little bit because they do get like the, the bird perch view in the yeah. stadium and they've played football and they can analyze and break it down. What I'm sick of is like teenagers screen capping <laughs> highlight videos to like be like, there was like three open receivers and like Jalen Hurts didn't see any of them. And they did a circle like each of the three receivers, like just breaking out of their routes or like <laughs> yeah. random parts of the field. Right. <laughs> and it's like, what the hell? Like, what are you doing? Like that, that's not analysis at all. Like plays usually have open receivers that the play is not designed to go to. Like there's so much context needed to actually analyze a play, like what their progressions are. Like, having yeah. a historical basis for those progressions where, where, where you're looking at each receiver in the course yeah. of the progression. Yeah. Cause it's like, in a way it's not like you want all your receivers open right at the same time. Exactly. You want them open so that as you're progressing through the read, they're open as your eyes are kind of alighting on them. Especially as, right before that, especially if the defense is playing zone, there's going to be receivers early <laughs> yeah. in the route that look wide open in z- against zone coverage. <laughs> like it doesn't mean they're actually open. I'm right. like, it's so dumb. And it's it's just like, it's basically like confirmation bias whenever there's like, 
whenever anyone starts getting mad at a quarterback, right? They'll go yeah. fishing for content like this and just like yeah. post it and just rack up like retweets favorites and like it'll go like a little viral, right? And I'm like, this isn't valuable information at all. You're showing me nothing. You're just telling me you don't like how Jalen Hurts is playing right now. Like that's all it's telling me. Yeah. It's done. I mean, I agree. I think I think the bird's eye view thing in particular, it's very hard to picture what it's like to see a football field when you're obstructed by 10 six foot five men in front of <laughs> exactly. You. Something that really gets I think what people don't realize about like NFL quarterbacks, virtually all of them, as much as we rag on many of them, is like how f- incredibly difficult that job is to like parse <laughs> the field through like little gaps or literally just yeah. your raw intuition of where people are. Um, I, I can't, it can't be stated enough how, how difficult that is. I agree. But yeah, I mean, here's the thing I'll say though. It's not every one on Twitter and like every piece of content I've seen very smart up and coming analysts on Twitter, maybe put together like a minute or two long like package where maybe they have like the NFL's all 22 subscription. They like screen cap it and like try to do a little bit of analysis. You can get in like, they're at least trying to like analyze the game, understand the game and like put some content out. You can argue whether they're on they're right or wrong, just like anything else. Right. But there's a, there was an attempt, Right. But like the lazy, low-hanging fruit, like pause a TV highlight at a random part of a route and just like start circling receivers that don't have defenders around them. Like like Jalen Hurts is dumb for not noticing someone is like the yeah. the dumbest thing ever. And everyone needs to stop doing it. Yeah, it's really, you know, the all 22 footage is a curse in some ways now. Um or even just the highlight video type footage that you get is just yeah. not. People don't know what they're looking for, so I'm, I'm with you. It should be outlawed. You should go to jail for it. You, you should go to jail, football <laughs> jail. Yeah, real jail. That could be football <laughs> jail. <laughs> Did it come back to you? Not at all. Um, I do think that Von Miller is gonna set the Rams back. <laughs> that's good it's gonna set him back it's just too much it's like when odell went to cleveland and they just tried to feed him the ball too many times you just kind of scheme a little bit too hard around how do we how can we really use vaughn as a weapon and you know that kind of stuff it's just not stick with what works right now your defense is doing a good job i'm not sure if adding i mean vaughn's a great playmaker he's old but i just don't know it's so much of it is scheme dependent and you're throwing a wrench into things in the middle of the year. I just don't, just don't love it. Also a guy who thinks rightfully like he's a team captain type. He's an off, like he's a locker room leader in the middle of the year. I don't know. I just think you're messing with a good thing. So, uh, I, I was going to reference this action. We talked about the Broncos cause, but I, I, I didn't know how to say it in like a, um, like a subtle way and imply that maybe there is some like discord in the, the, the Broncos defensive huddle going into mm-hmm. the Washington game and, and Heineke still couldn't pick them apart. But did you read the article about uh, the reason why he was traded is because there's apparently a dispute within the locker room about um, 
Von Miller asking for players to pitch in to pay for his Halloween party. <laughs> so see, I don't like that. I don't even if it's complete nonsense. I'm not a source with direct knowledge of the situation tells PFN that Miller became upset with teammates declined to kick in for his annual Halloween party. (laughs) It's a massive affair with a six figure price tag this year. It featured Quavo from the hip hop act Migos. What the fuck? You cannot. This is a huge faux pas on Von Miller's (laughs) part. A huge faux pas. The last thing you can do is host an exorbitant party and then ask other people to pay, even if they're not covering the whole thing, obviously. To just like pay you to go, you know, you you have to play the part of the gracious, lavish host if you're going to do something like that. Indulge in the excess. You're also paid very well, better than anybody else on the whole team. <laughs> so it seems weird to turn to everybody else and be like, "Hey, can you chip in for something that's my initiative? That's going <laughs> to give me better. more clout, and like you're going to be you stuck in a corner better. the whole time." Miller's request for financial help came as a surprise to his teammates. They had assumed they were invited guests to a party. Right. Not <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> Miller, Miller want, even wanted rookies to contribute several oh thousand dollars God. for an event they had no role in planning. <laughs> if this is true, I, I'm now, I, I didn't know this. I'm so, I feel so good about my take now. This is a little Halloween faux pas. You can't do this kind of thing. Apparently, it's been confirmed. Like They asked the locker room about it today, and Noah Fant was quoted as saying, uh, said Vaughn wanted to cancel the party because of the losing streak. Other guys didn't. Money became an issue between guys. Fant added that, it was sa- that he was sad that what should have stayed in-house got out to the media. <laughs> this is like one of those times. Oh, man. That's so this good. Is, this is some NFC East. It's just like right you guys here. aren't you guys aren't very bright, all of you. <laughs> it's just one of those. Isn't like, it incredible what? that he gets traded to LA like the weekend after this happens, right. too? The GM was like, this fucker asked me for five hundred dollars for the goddamn Halloween party. <laughs> John always like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Would you would you contribute to Von Miller's Halloween party? Absolutely not. I'm not. <laughs> if I wanted to pay money to go to a party, I'd I'd like. I don't know what I, I would go to like Six Flags or something. I would go to something where you pay money to have fun. What's pretty you know? incredible is like, it would be cheaper for them just to like go to a Quavo concert. And then just say I play for the Broncos and go backstage to meet Quavo, then to like have to pitch in the Von Miller's thing if he's right. going to do it. Like it's several thousand dollars versus just like dropping a grand on VIP tickets to a Quavo yeah. show, and then like and having more fun. Probably, yeah, I, I'm I'm no offense. Like let yeah, me in. less a, you know a less I mean? corny event. <laughs> yeah, and again, it's just like if it's it's not being branded as far as I can tell as like the Dallas. The Dallas, the Denver Broncos party. It's Von yeah. Miller's party that you are like a gracious donor, unacknowledged towards. Yeah, like you're not getting uh, any credit for this. People are gonna random people or like you know whoever VIPs are in the Denver world. I don't know like ski ski instructors. I don't know who that would be. But um, so how do we how do we dupe Evan Ingram into running a party? <laughs> that then he then is forced to have to ask other teammates to right, pitch in to for. pay for 
yeah, it's got to be like like a pyramid scheme yeah. party <laughs> where he in, he initially thinks it's only going to cost him like two hundred dollars, but it ultimately drives him into financial distress, and the entire organization needs to be borderline liquidated in order to elevate him out of it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you make that happen. Besides, have him invest in a very dubious foreign currency or something. But buy we can, we can put our top stock. minds on it for sure. <laughs> if you have any ideas about how to bankrupt the New York Giants organization, please contact us. <laughs> Email us. No, I don't think we need anyone's help. We graduated with Madoff. We got this. <laughs> That's true. But to be clear, Bernie Madoff graduated at least... 60 years before we did. Same curriculum. Hasha didn't update it. Oh, yeah. They roll that. It's the same for everybody. Yeah. I think it's like it's like when you get like a textbook and you see everybody else. I think I saw Bernie Madoff's name yeah. in one of my textbooks. Yeah, which so. is why I'm qualified to be the defensive yeah. coordinator for the Rams right now and right. Coach Von Miller. Right. It was weird that he was taking a course on uh, the great hunger in Ireland, but it was also cool <laughs> that he did that. Lee, Raheem Morris, Bernie Madoff, same same education. <laughs> Dude, truly. And I this 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 now sounds like we're making fun of Raheem Morris, which we're not. Uh, but I I I couldn't be prouder to be a part of that legacy. <laughs> yeah, me too. And on that note, <laughs> good luck with Von Miller, Raheem. Hopefully he doesn't try to cut you in right. on any parties before the end of the year. Uh, until next week, buddy. Sounds good. Take it easy, pal. Listen, rate, subscribe, all that other stuff. I'll see you all next week, audience. Bye.